Notice in verse 3, we can make a difference not only by loving each other, which comes through the presence of God, not only showing compassion and concern and care for strangers. We don't know who they are. We don't know nothing about them, but yet we're willing to invest in the lives of ministries that can reach them for Jesus. Verse 3, we have compassion on the hurting. Again, how can you have compassion on broken people? It's through the presence of God in your life because God loves broken people and God puts broken people back together again. And some of you know that. And if I asked you to raise your hand, we might be shocked how many Humpty Dumpties we have in this church that God put back together again. The world throws away the junk. Jesus keeps it. Because he can repair it and fix it and make it brand new. Notice he says in verse 3, Remember them that are in bondage. That could be physical bondage. It means they're locked up for crimes. Or it could be a spiritual or mental or emotional bondage that's caused by addictions that will hold you as a slave and destroy you. Notice he talks about remembering those in adversity. That word adversity means people who are going through great difficulties. Where do you get compassion for these kind of people? You think you just wake up one morning and say, oh, I think I'd like to go out and go downtown today and go under the bridge and I'd like to feed hundreds of homeless people. I think that's what I'm going to do today. No, you don't get that from you. Makes no sense to get up and go downtown when it's 13 degrees and rain has fallen and the wind is blowing and knifing through you to provide a meal and a word of encouragement and a gospel track to men and women that are the armpit of Charleston. You know where you get that kind of compassion? It comes from the presence of God who's worked in you and gave it to you. How do you have compassion for someone with cancer? How do you have compassion for someone who's made mistakes? How do you have compassion for people who have blown it? You don't unless God gives it to you. And when God puts it in you, then you will take action that will come out of you. And then fourthly, how can we make a difference with this presence of God? Well, notice it says in verse 4, marriage is honorable in all. The bed undefiled, whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Where do we get these abilities to do these things? To love each other, to be good to strangers, to have compassion on people that are broken and hurting. Where do we find the ability to stay married in a world that trashes marriage? You know what our world says? You listen to the propaganda. It's everywhere. No need to get married. Just shack up. That way, when you get tired of him or her, you can move on and have no liabilities. 
just shack up. Or the grass is greener on the other side. Why don't you just go get your lover? Keep your spouse, but get your lover. Everybody has a lover on the side. You deserve one too. Or separation, or divorce, or abandonment. That's what our world always says. If you don't get along, just end it. Go move on. Well, how in the world can people stay married in this kind of culture? How in the world can people stay faithful? It's through the presence of God in their life. In our morning service, we had a couple that had been married 67 years in our church. James and Amy Kelly. And I met, talked to James as he was coming out. He said, Pastor, for 67 years, she's put up with me. I said, that's the presence of God. <laughs> well, where does that come from? It comes from God's supernatural work that allows us to do what this world says you can't do. The world says you can't love people that are different than you. And God says you can. The world says you can't love strangers who you never met. You don't know nothing about them. Jesus says you can. The world says, why should you help people who have messed their own lives up? They deserve what they get. Let them have the bad karma. And Jesus says, no, you better be careful because if you despise the broken, one day you might find some brokenness in your family. He gives us the ability to love those kind of people. Who gives us the ability to stay married when everybody else wants to walk away from their marriages? It's the Lord. Many years ago, there was a gentleman by the name of C.T. Studd. Charles Thomas Studd. C.T. is what they called him. He lived in England, and he was an exceptionally good cricket player. Y'all know what crickets are? Okay. Those little grasshopper things that... I'm not talking about them. I'm just asking you. Cricket is like is like it was a professional sport that's played in many Western European nations and in India, other places. It's it's kind of like baseball. It's a ty baseball type sport. And C.T. Studd was a exceptional cricket player. He had a, a pro career offered to him in that sport. He would make a lot of money as professional athletes do. He also came from a wealthy family. His family was loaded. So whether he worked or not, it made no difference. He had a huge inheritance coming to him. A man who could be a professional athlete, make a lot of money, a man who could do nothing and just live off the inheritance of his rich family. You know what he did? Neither. He got saved, and he decided that why did he want to spend his life doing something that wouldn't matter a hundred years from now? Who cares how good of a player you are now a hundred years from now? So he said, I don't want to be a cricket player because they don't make a difference for any length of time. And he said, money, well... 
I don't need all this money. The purpose of money is just to give it away anyway, isn't it? You can't take it with you. I do a lot of funerals. I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. I've never seen an armored car with Brinks guards carrying your money. But I have seen a lot of people fuss and fight outside of hospital rooms as their mom and dad's dying for who's getting what. I have stood at gravesides and watched families fuss and fight and even come to fistcuffs over Papa's money or Mama's car. Think about that. C.T. Studd said, I, I'm going to give my inheritance away, and he did. And I'm not going to be a cricket player. I'm going to China and be a missionary. And he did. And his whole philosophy was this. He said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. You want to make a difference in this world? It's not about who you are. It's not about what you'll have. It's about what you do for Jesus. And through the presence of God, we can love one another. We can love strangers and show it through what we do right there. We can have compassion on broken people and not look our long nose down on them and walk away. And we can stay faithful to our marriage vows in a world that says you can't do it. And then lastly, God's presence with us for 2018 means that He will be with us in our problems, though we are going to have problems. He'll be with us, and He will give us the ability to overcome those problems. He will give us the ability to do things that make a difference, not just for now, but forever. And then lastly, He will give us peace of mind. His presence will give us peace of mind. Notice in verse 5 it says, Let your conversation, that word conversation means lifestyle, be without greed or covetousness or wanting more. May you find contentment in the things that you have. How do you find that contentment? For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Sam is the new manager at the market Walmart there at Bacon's Bridge and Dorchester Road. Sam, congratulations. You've worked hard to get that position. And you can find just about every single thing you want at Walmart. I mean, Walmart will sell you anything. They got it all. But I can promise you this. You can go up and down the shelves of Walmart, the big store and the little store. You can go online. And you will never find this for sale. And it's called peace of mind. You can't buy peace of mind. But the presence of God in your life will give it to you. You can't find peace of mind in things. No matter how what they are or how much they are. This world is looking for peace. Mental peace, emotional peace, spiritual peace. And there is no peace. And some of you have fallen into the trap of thinking, if I just become this, 
or have this or do this, I'll have peace. And I say to you, no, no, no. It doesn't matter. If I could just be famous, Pastor, I would have peace of mind. Elvis Presley wasn't. How do, why do you think you're going to be more famous than him? He died at 41, troubled and disturbed. Pastor, if I, I, I can have peace of mind if I just have a million dollars. Just let me win the lottery. But after you pay your tithe, I can tell you. <laughs> you're not going to have peace of mind. John Paul Getty, J. Paul Getty, had more money in his lifetime than all of us combined would have in ten lifetimes. And he was a grouchy, grumpy old man who never found peace. If I just get successful, I'll have peace of mind. No, you won't. Ernest Hemingway was one of the most successful men of all time. In fact, Time Life said he was one of the top 50 Americans over the last hundred years. Read him, read about his life. It was fascinating. But he took his shoulder, he took his head off his shoulders with a shotgun because he couldn't find peace. Alexander the Great, at age 33, had the world in his hands. Can you imagine having the world in your hand at age 33? You say, I, if I had the world in my hands, I'd have peace. No, you won't. He had it, and he drank himself to death because he couldn't handle it. You say, Pastor, if I just had a man, I'd have peace. Some of our ladies might have some counsel for you. If I just had a woman, oh, just give me a woman. A perfect ten. I'd have peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to had quite a few of them. And he had a robe to go with it. But he had no peace. In fact, he said a statement I thought was very fascinating from this man who has had literally hundreds of women. He said, if I could just find one woman who would love me for me, and I knew that, I'd be happy. That was his own words. You see, what I'm trying to get you to see, if those who have been at the highest level of money and things can't find peace of mind, why do you and I so foolishly think we're going to find it with less? None of us will ever be as famous as Elvis or as wealthy as J. Paul Getty or as successful as Ernest Hemingway or have the power that Alexander the Great had or the relationships of Hugh Hefner? Pastor, if I could just be pretty, I would be happy. I just need a makeover, Pastor. You know, a little tuck here, a little cut out here, a little smoothing here, a little redistribution. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe had it all. 
And yet she never had peace of mind. She had all the beauty and all the sex and still talked about today. She's been dead for almost 60 years and still talked about today. Yet she never had peace of mind. She took her life or her life was taken. We don't really know. Say, if I could just get me some chemicals, I'd be fine. Maybe a little white powder to snort. Maybe a little juice to shoot up. Maybe a little weed to smoke. After all, it is going to be legal, Pastor. We can do it, can't we? Well, you take that up with Jesus. I'd be interested in what he'd say to you. But that stuff doesn't give you peace of mind. Didn't give Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, or Jim Morrison peace of mind. You say, well, I'll try religion. Well, I, I could tell you a lot of religious people who never found peace of mind. Allah, Buddha, Confucius, to name a few. Pastor, I'm just going to serve my fellow man. I'm going to be a servant. And I know if I'm a servant, I'll have peace of mind. Well, you might find it or think you'll find it, but you won't. Mother Teresa spent her entire life ministering to the lepers in Calcutta. Do you know when she passed away, she had doubts about her relationship with Jesus and she was very troubled about eternity. You say, Pastor, I'll have peace of mind if, if I can just get a philosophy or an ideology to believe in, like whatever. Well, Adolf Hitler had Nazism. He wasn't happy. Joseph Stalin had communism. Voltaire had atheism. They never had peace of mind. Are you kind of getting... I'm, I'm really riding this thing hard because some of you are sitting out here looking at me like deer in the headlights. Pastor, you just don't understand. All I need is a pay raise and I'll have peace of mind. All I need is a new car, a new house. All I need is a new woman or a new man. All I need is a new me. I'm telling you, you can have it all. And you won't have this because it comes from the presence of a living God in your life. And without Him, there will be no peace. So in 2018, understand we're going to have problems. But understand the presence of God will help us to overcome them. He will be our helper. He'll be our strength. In Him we shall find the victory. Understand that we can make a difference this year. Maybe you've just been a pew sitter. You can change things this year and be a difference maker. You can love people in this church. You can love strangers out there and through this. You can have compassion on people that are broken and offer them a hand out and a hand up. And you can keep your vows, whatever vows you made to Jesus and to your spouse, even in a world where it says you can't do it and shouldn't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we can have peace of mind in a world that is completely chaos. And that stands out, by the way. And you can have a smile on your face and just go through life just like that. Confident, confident 
God is with you. Heads are bowed.